Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mind Body Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Michaels, and I'm very grateful to have your ear today. So, thanks for joining me here. I have an interview coming your way today with Allie Damron. Allie is a fellow acupuncturist and TMS devotee, and uh, she and I connected in one of the TMS groups, of course, and uh, when I saw her name, she had her little LAC after her name, and I was like, ooh, an acupuncturist, and so we connected, and we've been kind of emailing back and forth and chatting about TMS and how it fits with acupuncture. Um, and how we can kind of move forward in our practices by incorporating this message. And so I'm really excited to have you hear her healing story. Allie is uh, also a personal trainer and certified life coach. And so um, she is helping women all over the country and world um, kind of start to feel better in their bodies. She just opened up a program that begins on October 10th, 2018, called Recharge with Results. And it's a, um, a six-week course that will kind of help you to just feel happier and more confident and more energized. So she focuses a lot on adrenal fatigue and what you can do to help yourself with that. She focuses on how to get some better sleep and, of course, some stress uh, management techniques that uh, we can all use, especially if we are dealing with physical symptoms of GMS. So I'm so excited to share this interview with you guys today. Um, but before we get into the interview, I'm just going to read you the review of the week. The reviews are my favorite. They help my heart to open and rainbows emerge from my heart space. So thank you for all the heart rainbows, guys. I really appreciate it. And uh, so today's review comes from Nimu of the Big Woods. I hope I'm saying that correctly. But they say, a beautiful podcast. I was aware of Dr. Sarno's work on TMS before finding Caitlin's podcast, but I hadn't found such a lovely, sympathetic voice who explains it all so well. You will feel inspired and comforted when you listen to this as I do. Well, thank you so much. Rainbows out of my heart. Thank you. Um, and for any of you that haven't left a review yet, if you could, that would be awesome. It's a great free way to support the show and fuel my fire to keep going. Um, because this is a, it's a big undertaking and I spend a lot of hours each week kind of preparing these episodes for you guys. So any little support in that direction would be awesome. I really, really appreciate it. And so without further ado, we're going to get into the show today. Here is Allie. So I'm here today with Allie Damron. Allie is a fellow acupuncturist, a certified personal trainer, and a busy mom of two little boys. She is also the host of her own podcast, The Allie Damron Show, and she has a special place in her heart for helping busy women rediscover wellness. She runs Denver Acupuncture and Wellness in Greenwood Village, Colorado, and she also offers Skype coaching and consults for anyone who might not be in the Denver area. Area. Allie, I'm so happy to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for being here. 
Yes, so much. I'm thrilled to be on your podcast oh, too. Yay. Um, and so I actually met Allie through um, one of the TMS groups on Facebook. And I was so thrilled to see like a fellow acupuncturist in the TMS space with me. So I would just love to start by hearing your journey and how you ended up in a TMS group, because I know none of us get here without a story. So I'd love to hear yours. Totally. Yeah. So I definitely have been through the TMS ringer in my life um, and come to really actually love love TMS, as odd as that sounds. But <laughs> basically, mine came when I was around 25 years old. Um, I started acupuncture school. And within a couple months, I noticed that I started having some back pain. Wasn't super concerning, um, but it was there. And then one day, I was working at a gym as a personal trainer, and I bent over and picked up a weight, and my back just kind of like went out. Mm. And I went home and called the chiropractor and went there, and to make a super long story a little bit shorter, <laughs> I like kept going and going and doing acupuncture and all the things, and you know, maybe I would get like a little bit better and then it would come right back. And I kept asking the chiropractor, like, how do I get your um, adjustments to last? Because mine just basically go away by the time I get to the parking lot. And he was like puzzled, which made me feel scared because I was training for a marathon at the time and it had totally, I stopped. Everyone was like, oh, you can't run. Like, don't, don't run your 15 mile run this weekend or any amount of running and exercise was such an important part of my life and um and even my relationship my husband and I did them together and so it started to create a level of fear I was really young was I ever going to be able to do marathons again this was um impacting my quality of life by this point and um and then I started going to MDs and um all kinds of other disciplines of massage therapists and wellness professionals and the whole gamut. And no one could really find anything. It kept being like, well, maybe you have tight glutes or a weak core. And mind you, like I was 25 and had been working out running marathons. Right. I mean, I, I was like, how is in one day my core just weak? Right. Or my glutes just all of a sudden like not firing and it just didn't make sense to me and I was frustrated and I started after, oh my gosh, probably like six months or so. I had it for the whole time and I started kind of noticing that it got worse with stress mm. and I kind of then started the whole TMS thing of really needing reassurance. So I would ask my husband and my mom a hundred times a day, like, is this going to go away? Am I going to be okay? Yeah. Um, seeking that little like hit of reassurance, sure. which is still an issue for me today. Right. Um, in some regards, but, um, so then that happened, but then the weirdest thing happened. I went on my honeymoon and my engagement was six months long in the middle of this. And it was really stressful. Mm-hmm. It made the back pain really bad. Um, and, my wedding was stressful too, kind of, but we went on our honeymoon and it went away. I had no back pain. And like, I remember going to this neuromuscular massage that was an hour away from me. It was super expensive and going there because it was like a hope for me. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
getting on his table and being like, I've had like probably a six out of 10 back pain for at least eight months now. And it's completely gone right now. And after sitting on an airplane for six hours, like, which is, you know, obviously a no, no for back pain. And, um, so I started to have some glimmers of hope not enough to like make my diagnosis of PMS. So go on again for years. I got pregnant during this time, had babies. Um, one of the very worst times of my life with back pain was actually when my son, my first baby was like six or seven months old, probably my dog like pulled the leash mm. and it was like debilitating back pain. Like I went to the ER cause it was so bad. Wow. Yeah. And, um, so then I remember getting depressed about it and talking to my husband and being like, we want to hike and run. And by this point it had been years since I had run. And, um, he Googled, like, he's like, it's all stress. It's in your head, mm. which is a really, really frustrating thing for somebody to say. Right. Even though it was semi true, but, right, right. but it's in your head. <laughs> um, so he Googled like stress back pain book or something and bought me Dr. Sarno's healing back pain book and I read it like the Bible and I was like this is it like I had a book here I was like this is exactly what the heck is going on in my life yeah and so I you know did the the protocol and educated myself and you know still another three years later I still had intermittent back pain it was significantly better that I understood the mechanism of it um but it still did take a while again for it to completely go away. And today I never, ever have back pain. Like I deadlift, I run, I sleep, I sit, I walk, <laughs> I stand, whatever. And I would like never have it because I took away that level of fear from it. However, my brain also then searched around for some other symptom imperatives along the way mm-hmm. um, and got things like mostly minds related to anxiety, but um, you know, working through that as well and, and kind of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. But yeah, I, I really am grateful actually that I went through this journey because it's so um, enlightening almost. And you just learn so much about how the world works and for us, like our patients and how to help them. And, um, so I can't really, I like, honestly, I can't say enough good things about the whole TMS community. Yeah. So has this knowledge kind of changed the way that you approach treatment with your patients? Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) And I, and I've told you this before, um, in a different conversation, but yes, like I can look at people with back pain and if people come to me with a, especially back pain or neck pain or something, like I rarely treat the physical pain. Right. Right. I, I might throw a needle in there to get some oxygen to the area. Mm-hmm. Um, but we always go over it and I think it's really hard in a treatment session to explain this. And in fact, I just did an online consult with a girl who, um, has TMS, like almost my exact same journey. Like this is what's going on. And she was receptive, but some people, when you tell them, they just kind of look at you like you have three eyes or like, like, no, that's not what's happening. Okay. Yeah. I even had one patient (laughs) once, 
um, call it like I sent him home with the Sarno book and he Mm -hmm. handed it back to me and said, you know, this is quackery. (laughs) And yeah, it took me like a long time to emotionally come down from that because I felt, you know, like kind of personally attacked by that because I'm like, no, this is true. But yeah, it's it's a tough message to get across. So yeah. So yeah. how do you make time? Like, are you able to make time to communicate these concepts with people or do you just send them to resources? So in the people that I feel like are going to be receptive, to, well, let me back up. So to be honest with you, I treat mostly fertility oh, mm-hmm. um, and women's health, like hormonal issues in my office. So I don't treat a ton of pain anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but even for like fertility and stuff, I still think the mechanism of TMS is real in everybody. So I slightly frame it differently for them or for people with anxiety. Um, and honestly, I throw, I give them your podcast. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Don't listen to this. Yay. Yeah. Um, so that kind of starts the conversation to be honest with you, mm-hmm. especially I think episode nine on anxiety. Oh yeah. The 10th, um, the 10th one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The 10th yeah. one. Yeah. Cool. Um, so that starts it, but I'm just like, you have to like, I think that cortisol and adrenaline and some of those stress hormones are directly related to TMS. Yes. Um, and so I've kind of taken a bit of a physiological approach and explaining it to my patients mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. how to respond to symptoms. Because when we respond with a level of fear and anxiety to symptoms, that's obviously raising cortisol, which is taking resources and hormones away from um, fertility and the reproductive system and the digestive system. Right. And so I tend to frame it kind of like that. But then as treatment goes on, I I like to sit in the room with a lot of my patients and kind of educate them along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends on the patient, obviously, but we do start to get into um, how you respond to levels of symptoms and um, how to feel empowered with anxiety and how to find triggers for yourself on how that that looks for you. And so, yeah, I feel like I'm educating on the mind-body syndrome every single day. Right. So for your patient population, do you find that young mothers are kind of like the most susceptible to these kinds of like pains oh, coming yeah. up? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I get so many that are like, oh, since I became postpartum, I have some back pain that's coming up. I think it might be my core. Yeah. And I mean, I'm just like, no, it's the pressures of motherhood. <laughs> right. You're staying up all night long and trying to make the best decisions and I think there on my podcast this week, I did an episode with a counselor on perfectionism in kind of the perinatal period of your life. And I think it's real for a lot of people. Um, It definitely was for me. And if you have kind of the TMS personality profile of perfectionism, like it's going to go in every facet of your life. And so, um, yeah, I definitely do think that that's a huge Um, population for that I think even like the prenatal population it's like I'll get I'll get like newly pregnant women coming in with severe nausea (laughs) like I feel like morning sickness has a TMS like you know Mm -hmm. component to it as well as like sciatica that's so common in like your second trimester Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah I find that very fascinating and I really find the the infertility that is the infertility aspect to be also fascinating like 
you know, is, is that, you know, constant flood of stress hormones kind of impacting your ability to get pregnant right now. So, so it's a tricky space. So I'm glad that it is hard. I remember when I was first pregnant, I have worked with a TMS counselor um, a few years ago and I was newly pregnant when I first started working with him, which was actually kind of a blessing in disguise. Um, And I remember telling him that I was going to read this book called The Attachment Parenting or The Attachment Pregnancy or something. Mm -hmm. And he was like, no, like you, you need to stop with the to-do lists and the shoulds and the how to be a perfect mother, because that is only going to throw you in the, in the throes of TMS. So, yeah. So nowadays, you know, being that you're a mom of two little boys, you run a successful business, you do online stuff all the time. What do you feel like is the biggest contributing factor to like symptom imperatives coming up for you? Um, Yeah, so I have done (laughs) a lot of personal development this year, and for me, and I can remember this from when I was a kid, it's, it was just how, I think how I was wired partially and how I was raised partially, and, um, I have a tendency to look at, I need to be doing this better and that better, and this needs to be going better, and this person's disappointing me, and, um, Really, it came from a big mindset shift lately about how to look at for what's going right in your life versus wrong. Yes. And so I was getting a bunch of anxiety because I wanted to grow this business and I wanted it to be successful and I had lofty goals in my mind and it wasn't happening fast enough and um, putting my kids into childcare, like, was it worth it? Is that a bad thing to do as a mother? Mm-hmm. Um you know, just my amygdala, the fear part of your brain was, is just going crazy sometimes. And, you know, I think that as I've done a lot of this personal development and switched to a form of gratitude versus, um, I have done journaling for a couple of years now, but I realized that I think the TMS community puts a lot of weight on repressed emotions Mm -hmm. and trying to almost be perfect about you're going to, think this, overthink this for so long and you're going to hit the jackpot when you finally get there and all your symptoms are basically just going to wash away. Mm -hmm. Um, And in fact, for me, like I did have some repressed emotions that I definitely had to work through and that was what I used the counselor for. Uh, My dad died when I was 19. My best friend died six weeks later. I felt abandoned by certain people. So I definitely needed to work through some of those things. But at a certain point, like, you kind of have to look on a day-to-day level of what your, you know, your your personal dialogue is. Right. Like, is it one of negativity and pressure? Because for me, it has to do with feeling empowered and putting a ton of pressure on myself. Mm-hmm. If those situations arise, then that's when I start to get TMS symptoms. Um, so, you know, just really watching that. And to be honest, last week I had a a few situations with patient boundaries and um, a business coach that I was going to hire that I had really high hopes for those expectations again. Mm -hmm. And she basically just kind of like told me that what I was doing was wrong and that she didn't like it. And I'm all for, you know, criticism, 
Um, but it just was not what I was ready to hear at the moment. Right. And so it sent me last week, it really did send me into a tailspin of kind of a TMSE time. And, um, but by the end of the week, I realized that all of these things had been lingering in the back of my mind, patient boundaries and a few other things. And, um, I learned big lessons last week. And so by the end of it, I really did feel empowered and grateful for those things that came up because I could change my life this week and in the future for the better. Right. Um, so I think that's huge. Yeah. So when those symptoms do come up for you, is it usually just kind of reframing what's happening that works for you? Or do you actually go ahead and do some kind of therapeutic technique or treatment or exercise or what's your, what's yeah. your go-to? So I kind of have this like whole regimen that's, that I do. Um, I'll get a TMS symptom and it, I don't get pain anymore because I know that pain is TMS. I'm not scared of it. Like the, the jigs up in my brain. It doesn't do that to me. Yeah. But I get yeah. weird symptoms like shakiness or jitteriness or dizziness or tingling or something like that. Mm -hmm. And um, as a symptom imperative for me, I almost got like health OCD. Oh. So, yeah. yeah. So I, my brain feels something and I can feel it almost as you become really in tune with TMS. I can feel my brain latching onto that symptom and being like, this is going to freak you out. <laughs> We're going to use this. <laughs> and it takes me almost a couple days to like ride the wave of anxiety mm -hmm. and realizing that it's, for me, it's like if it comes and goes, then I know it's TMS. Right. So it takes a little bit for, for my brain to be distracted enough to let it go. Um, either I'm hanging out with friends on the weekends or, or, or I don't know, doing something fun or whatever. Um, so it takes a bit of time for it to kind of ease up a little bit. And then I'm like, okay, I, I get it. It's TMS. I can let this go now. Right. Um, I, when I did work with my counselor a few years ago about this, he told me um, with OCD and TMS when they collide, um, he did more of like a fear-based phobia thing with me with health. And so I um, kind of get ahead of the fear almost and just am like, okay, I might have MS. <laughs> Like, isn't that funny how our brains just go right yeah. to the worst? <laughs> it's like, oh my God. It's always, it's always flipping at us yeah. with me. And I, <laughs> and so I go there. It used to be rheumatoid arthritis sure. because my mother-in-law and mom have that. And then I really did. I scared myself so much about it that I had to think logically about biologics and the actual, like what would happen if I did have this. And it didn't scare me enough anymore, so I don't have that fear, mm -hmm. and I don't get those anymore. But MS is still kind of real for me. I'm not going to sure. lie occasionally. And um, so he suggested to me to just tell yourself, I'm having a fear about having MS. Like, you have a script. I, it's a small chance. It's not really very probable, but it's possible. Because I kept emailing him and asking him, like, is this just anxiety? Is this TMS? Because if I got his his response that it was TMS or anxiety, I, I would be okay. Mm -hmm. He'd be like, you have to learn to reassure yourself. Right. Um, and so that's what we do now. That's what I do. Yeah. I, you know, I'm like, if I have MS, I will handle it then. Right. I'll take it day by day. 
I'm not going to pay attention to this symptom until it becomes more serious. And you do, you feel that level of anxiety, but it's almost like practicing in the response of it. Right, right, yeah. Like for me, I have to practice in how to respond to anxiety and symptoms. And it kind of pulls back the curtain on the ghost and you can see it for what it is I love that. because logic was just really not working right, for me. Right. Sometimes it doesn't. Anxiety doesn't listen <laughs> to logic half the time. No, it was the craziest yeah. thing. I would tell myself these logical things and it would just like not sink into the subconscious. Right. Right. So yeah, sometimes we have to practice. I definitely do too. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So um, I know kind of like Sarno and Steve-O kind of like, Mm-hmm. say that acupuncture is pretty useless. What are your uh-huh. thoughts on that? Is there a place for acupuncture in the TMS healing space? Yeah. So I I love that you asked this question, actually. Um, yes, I do think so. And I do think that, um, like, I, like I said earlier about how I explain the physiological parts to TMS with my patients with stress hormones and what's actually happening, um, I think that acupuncture is wonderful at calming the central nervous yes. system down. I think that there definitely has to be a level of education on exactly how TMS works, which Dr. Sarno and Stevo both really push the education piece on it, mm-hmm. which is, I think, the biggest piece, to be honest. Sure. But I also do think that it can be really, really helpful to get some dopamine and endorphins and serotonin going and calming down that stress. And even, even with acupuncture, laying on the table, doing some meditation, relaxing, doing self care, like all of that's super, super valuable. So I, I'm not going to lie. I sometimes hesitate to give my patients those books because of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a Um, business killer. (laughs) Yeah, it is. So I'm like, yeah, that that is a is kind of an issue, which is why I was absolutely thrilled to meet yeah. you and your podcast because you are just so aligned with my level. Yeah. Um, you know, even like everything else, even within the TMS community, there's a lot of different ways to overcome TMS and a lot of different mythologies and theories and right. opinions on it. And so I feel like you and I are very, very aligned in what we think and our journeys and how we treat and all those things. I often think that if Steve-O or Sarno were to have done a deep dive research into acupuncture and traditional Chinese medicine, Uh that they would have discovered like, oh, this is what ancient cultures Mm -hmm. knew all along. Like, all yeah. disease begins in the emotional body. So uh, yeah. every single organ, exactly. every single point. Totally. Mm-hmm. I mean, how important, honestly, like all the five elements play a piece to this, but fear in the kidneys, mm-hmm. the liver and the stress and the metal and like the need for exact order. And I always think the metal is kind of perfectionist. Oh, too. for sure. Absolutely. So, yeah, I definitely think so. And I think that they were probably in the theory of thought that it's like dry. Needling. That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like just going right to the problem. Like I rarely needle where people hurt, you know. And, Me either. Yeah, so I find that to be way yeah. more effective that way. And yeah, they mm-hmm. like secretly all get emotional treatments. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, totally. I guess it's not a secret anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I know. And it really does. Like, I don't know about you, but it drives me crazy with acupuncturists and a lot of other disciplines of like the whole alignment thing. Oh, yes. Yeah. Of like we sit all day and or our pelvis and back and muscles and are all out of whack. And I'm like, no, people like in the primitive time were like pulling (laughs) random things and they didn't know anything about this to be pain free. You don't have to be in perfect alignment. That's such a false um, theory, I think. But that keeps business going. (laughs) I know. It just drives me crazy. (laughs) Yeah. So um, if someone came to you in chronic pain, what's like your number one suggestion to them that they can take home and, and work with? So I always ask my patients around any symptom that they have if they're feeling a level of preoccupation or fear with Mm. it. And I'm like, are you – and fear sometimes is a strong word. People don't really know that they're scared of their symptom. They have to kind of think about it and do a deep dive. And I kind of help them through that. But asking like, are you scared of doing certain movements? Are you scared this is never going away? Do you think about this all the time? Are you having preoccupation? Mm -hmm. Does it affect your quality of life? Um, Those types of questions. And um, if they say yes, then I tell them as a starting jumping off point that we have to learn to respond to our symptoms differently. So I try to weed away the fear. I try to educate them. I send them to your podcast, but I really do try to work with the mostly the preoccupation. I have to say first. Yeah, that's such a good point. Um, that's like not always yeah. the first thing I go to, but I think that's always like a given in any time. Anytime someone has a chronic symptom, it's like you just it's hard not to be mm-hmm. obsessed with it and and wonder when it's going to mm-hmm. go away. So mm-hmm. yeah. What about you? What do you do? Um. Well, I I give them the whole TMS spiel like immediately. I try to. It depends on the patient. It depends on what they come in with, mm-hmm. and I kind of have different starting points of like how I start to yeah break down their fears. I guess that is what I do. But it's been interesting trying to to craft that message over the last couple of years Mm -hmm. um, because it is a, like you said, just a tough subject to breach for a lot of people. And some patients I absolutely know are not going to be Mm -hmm. interested in hearing about it. Um, Mm -hmm. And for those, I kind of give up easily. And it's like, if they want acupuncture, they can get it, you know, it's like when. So with those, do you just treat them like the back pain? Yeah, I do. You know, it's like if they're not willing to like entertain the idea of TMS, then I give them what they came for which is acupuncture mm-hmm. and I still do my best mm-hmm. to treat the treat what I see and um mm-hmm. and they still get benefit so so yeah. you know it's like you meet people where they are so yeah you know. definitely so Allie um how can people like find you and work with you and and what kind of services do you offer yeah so I you can find me on my website at alliedameron.com um there I offer right now online consults um I have a blog and the podcast information on there um I'm actually writing and should get a good program out on October 1st about just all of these topics like how to um lower anxiety sleep better balance your hormones so it does go over a lot of these mindset things Um, as well as, you know, best practices to sleep and eat and um, exercise and all of those things. So I think that it's just a really well-rounded program into helping people 
kind of get out of the fear-based um, yeah. mindset a little bit. But So that will be out October 1st. Awesome. Um, and then Instagram at Allie Dameron. And then Facebook, it's at Allie Dameron Wellness Services. Beautiful. Awesome. Well, Allie, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I'm just so grateful and I love your podcast. Everyone should go check it out. It's on iTunes and Stitcher. Are you on Stitcher and all those? Uh Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, I'll put links to all of that in the show notes, of course. Allie, is there anything else that you wanted to say before we go? I don't think no. so. I just am so impressed with your podcast. Oh I really can't <laughs> sing its praises enough. Aww. So keep going well, with that it. It means the world to me coming from a fellow yeah. acupuncturist because, uh, yeah, it's a tough message for, for this uh, profession to kind of absorb and and listen yeah. to because we just spent $200,000 on our education, right? <laughs> totally. <laughs> so. But in a roundabout way, it all does kind of tie together. Yes, absolutely. So, all right, Allie. Well, thank you so much. Bye. I hope you have a wonderful day. Yeah, thank you so much. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening today. If you want to work with Allie, feel free to find out more about her on social media. She's all over Facebook. Um, She's on Instagram, and she has her program open for enrollment right now um, as of October the 1st, 2018. And so if you want to find out more, just head over to AllieDameron.com and I'll put links to all of that in the show notes. So thank you guys and we will see you here again next week. Bye.